It's the Adam Ritz Show, a social awareness talk show touching on fellowship, leadership, philanthropy, and more. Adam hosts the show on location from coast to coast, interviewing college students, student athletes, campus administrators, professional athletes, and social experts about social issues ranging from bullying to Twitter and everything in between. And now, it's your social awareness radio host, Adam Ritz. The Adam Ritz Show on campus today in Pennsylvania. We're at Shippensburg University, and we are broadcasting in front of this live studio audience. All right. Thank you, gentlemen. This is the football team, uh, the Shippensburg Raider, Red Raiders, and uh, we are here to honor uh, the entire team for all of your community service efforts uh, throughout the Pennsylvania area. And uh, we bring on the show now Trevor Harmon. Hi, Trevor. How are you? Good. How are you doing, Mr. I'm Ritz? doing fantastic. Uh, you've got a couple service projects you'd like to tell us about. Yeah, definitely. Um, the Red Raider family, we do many things. We do something, it's a freshman move-in. Um, what we do is that uh, we all split up, the coaches split us up, um, and we go to each dorm. Uh, there's many dorms, so we each, we each head out. Um, and as we're there, we kind of bang out pretty much all, their cl- all, all the things that they have. Um, anything that they have there, that, all the bags, TVs, refrigerators, all that good stuff, uh, we take care of all that stuff, move it out for them, move it into their, into their dorms, and then they start their lives. Do they know when they come to campus? Or even when they get their application, do they know when they go to school that the football team is going to help them move in? Uh, I'm, I'm sure by now maybe they've heard some things. Uh, we've been doing this for about three years now. Um, but whenever they get there, they're kind of, their parents are kind of in shock because they're always – actually, one lady actually cried. Uh, I know some guys get a few tips here and there. Um, I know it's, it's a good thing, and I don't know, they love it. Oh, that's a great thing. I mean, the last thing a parent wants to think about is their uh, freshman child – hanging out with the football players because you guys are so mean. Uh, but to just show up and right off the bat have you guys helping them, that's a great, that's a great campaign. Do you, uh, do you race to help the person that only has a couple little bags or, and some pillows? Or, or do you get stuck moving the guy with all the, the furniture? Uh, it's actually just first come, first serve, to be completely honest. Uh, usually whenever you have the big lineman, you always say, hey, you guys got the refrigerator. <laughs> and then uh, us little guys, we take care of all the, uh, the fans and all the pictures. <laughs> That is great. Okay, that is funny. Yeah, I, I would not want to move the uh, the armoire. Okay, so uh, Trevor Harmon is our guest, and we're talking hum- community service at Shippensburg University. What else do you do? Uh, we do something called a Ship Shape Up Day, uh, which is a big thing around this area. Um, a lot of people that live in the community, they love coming out to, uh, we head to the fire station, uh, we all meet up, and what we do is that since all of, all of us go there, uh, some fraternities and other things go as well, um, whenever we're there, they split us up, and we all head out, and we, we clean up Shippensburg pretty much. Um, you head out, pick up all the trash, uh, maybe there's, there's a creek uh, in this town that we go out, and we clean, we do all that, all that stuff, make sure, uh, make sure it looks good. You guys, when you do this, you wear all your red, white, and blue uh, Red Raiders outfits and stuff? And uh, usually for the, uh, the move-in, we do it. But whenever we go out and pick up trash, it's usually they'll get all dirty and smelly. <laughs> so you don't want that. Okay, and then uh, coming up here, uh, maybe after the season's over, anything uh, happening around the holidays? Um, not necessarily around the holidays, probably after the holidays. Uh, there's, there's this one at the element, local elementary school. What we do is um, they have a carnival kind of thing. Um, it's indoors, and we go. We set up the rides before. We had about two, two hours before. There's some rides. There's some uh, little games that they can play. And then during it, uh, more football players show up, and then they take care of kind of like punching their tickets or running the games. We pretty much run the carnival then. 
That is, I love the elementary school stories because of the contrast in size between the biggest guy on your team, you know, some six and a half foot tall, 300 pounder versus a kid in first grade exactly. looking up at him. What, are, what kind of feeling do you get when one of these kids looks up at you? It's a great feeling. I mean, just it kind of the, these little kids know your name. They come up to you and talk to you. They always say, hey, I want to be a Red Raider someday. And, and kind of that gives you a warm feeling that you really like. Trevor, can't thank you enough. And when thank I you. move, I'm going to call you. Will you help me move? One of these guys will. Um, <laughs> I'll come supervise. Okay. All right. Trevor, thank you so much. You. Let's give uh, Trevor and everybody here a round of applause. Thank you so much, Shippensburg University. The Adam Ritz Show, a reality show for your radio. We travel the country to cover these stories, social awareness, community service, integrity and character. And we do it usually from a sports angle because uh, I love sports and I know uh, sports emulates real life. So we have another conversation, sports oriented, with uh, character and integrity in mind. We're here in Arlington, Texas, on the campus of UT Arlington with the athletic director, Jim Baker. Hi, Jim. Thanks for joining us on the show. Thanks, Adam. Appreciate you uh, coming down here today and talking to our student-athletes. I had a great time with your athletes, a uh, high-character group of people. I learned about your volleyball team that raised $5,000 for breast cancer awareness. I learned about uh, your student athletic advisory committee that did a canned food drive for the needy. Um, talk a little bit about that community service, how important it is through your office as director of athletics to get that message across to your student-athletes. Well, you know, the student athlete, we just really stress them from day one when they're here that they got to get back to the community. And it's something that they got to learn to do while they're here in their four years, five years. And it's just something that makes them feel better you know, about themselves and, and being able to be role models and, and be able to, you know, they're asking the community to come support them. We need to support the community. And so we really do a push on that, not just on the, the community, but also on campus, being involved on campus that uh, you can't be in your little silo and your little cliques and hang there. You got to get out and uh, make the most of it while you're here on campus. How do you get um, that message across to the least proactive person on your teams. You're going to have a lot of guys and girls that, that want to be involved. Uh, and there's an average. There's somebody that doesn't want to be involved. And then there's that middle group. How do you get the people that are just like, this is stupid. It's a waste of time. I'm, I'd rather study. I'd rather party. How do you get the person that's not really that interested to say, hey, this is important? Well, it, it, we rely on the student athlete and the SAC. I mean, that's their, each, each uh, sport has their representative on there. And we really push those team leaders because they want to be on the SAC to be the leaders so we put a lot on them to push their uh, their players or I mean their teammates to to be involved. Uh, the volleyball again, that, you know, raising over five thousand dollars, you know, for uh, breast awareness. I mean, it was a great, and they got into it as a team. They loved it. I mean, you know, I had one, you know, the the Ashley who you interviewed tonight. Um, that she, you know, she, emailed, Mr. Baker, can you give this? And you know, so I gave, you know, right there online did it, and then at the volleyball game, you know, to Mr. Baker, well, yes, I threw some more money in there. So it's just they got into it. It was a competition. It was fun. They knew it was for a great uh, cause. So it's just it's contagious. It really is. And, but, you know, there are the kids who, you know, they're not going to get involved, and that's where you got to get the teammates to push them. So your expertise is uh, mostly with college student-athletes, your own student-athletes, collegiate level. I like to talk about uh, service and getting involved, getting off the couch, helping out with your community, making this planet a better place with high school 
students and high school student athletes and all the high school students I talk to uh, ask me, how do we become college student athletes? How can I go play college sports? And I usually always tell them, my answer is n- never has to do with sports. I'm like, obviously, you need to run fast and jump high and be strong and be quick and athletic. But I just hammer home that they need to get off the couch and be uh, a community oriented person. Um, For our listeners that are in high school that want to go play college sports, and as an athletic director at a college, what can you tell a high school student athlete the importance of getting involved with their community? Well, I I think it just, it's a whole well-rounded person. And again, um, at that age, they're not thinking about that. They're thinking about me. And, you know, so it's hard. And that's, it's hard for them to look forward. And you, you said it today so well in your presentation, the kids, you know, that one moment can affect you for the rest of your life. And I think that's the same thing with high school kids. They don't look past that moment. And so, again, that's something that they need to look at. And that helps them to build the resume for college. And, and maybe it might not be a student athlete, but a lot of colleges don't just look at grades. They'll look at the community service and what you did and the groups. that you Were you a leader? Were you on student council? Were you a president? Were you in some other things you know, in your high school? And they want more of a well-rounded kid to come to college. So I think that helps in uh, going into athletics or just going to college. Jim Baker is our guest. He's the director of athletics at University of Texas Arlington, one of the uh, Splinter campuses of the UT system. Is Splinter the right term? Well, by the way? It's just one of the system schools. One of the yeah. system schools yes. of the UT system. Right. And you spent some time at UT Austin. And uh, how long were you there? Uh, 20 years. 20 yeah. years. And how long have you been here? Uh, three years. Three years. Okay. Yeah. So you've uh, had a little bit of a vocational change. Uh, what's that been like? Uh, you know, we even cover job opportunities on this social awareness yeah. radio show. What's it been like to be a part of that machine in Austin with the Longhorns? And now you're the grand poobah. You're the head athletic director, the director of athletics right. uh, at UT Austin. Uh, I'm sorry, UT Arlington. Right. It's... Um, it still comes down to the student athlete, and that's the thing that you never can lose focus on. You know, we're, we're, we got a smaller budget than they have down in Austin, you know, about one sixteenth the size, but it's still the same mission. And the mission is that my job is to do everything I can to make these kids successful, not only on the court or the playing field, but also in the class and graduating them and making sure that. When they get out of here, they're a better person. And so that's what I challenge my staff every day. So every decision we make is about the student athlete and the coaches because without those two, I wouldn't be here, and that's our mission. So, again, it's uh, – Every college is is the same with that. You know, again, budgets are different, and and maybe you know the things that you can give them. But it, to me, it still comes down to providing for the student athlete the best, uh, giving them the best chance to succeed in life. Well, not only the student athletes that you have to worry about being the athletic director, but you just mentioned your staff. Um, 20 or 50 people under you? I don't know, 100? How many? Uh, we, we got about 55 full-time. 55 full-time staff under you that you manage. And I guess part of your, I guess, job description is um, in a social awareness sort of arena is to let 
your staff know, hey, if you get caught up in a situation, a drunk driving, a DUI, you're going to be fired. I mean, how much does that come into play when you hire somebody or while they work here? Is that a daily conversation once a month? Is there a reminder? It's funny you say that because um, obviously with the things that have been going on around and, and with the social media and the attention that's come, that has become a big conversation with our coaches. It's in their contracts, um, and it's just something that we – we have met with them in the last month and talked to them about it. Obviously, some things that happened uh, in the state of Texas that came to the forefront uh, with UT Systems, they came through with a new standard of, of um, how you can act and what you can do. And so now that is uh, implemented on each campus. And so, yeah, it's just something you just, you know, we're holding our student athletes responsible. We have to hold our staff responsible, and it starts with with me. All right. Well, that's great stuff. I can't uh, thank you enough for coming on the show to explain how things work socially here at UT Arlington. Uh, let's uh, do some recruiting and some admissions work. Uh, what's the best part of this campus for our national audience? It's just, uh, I think people don't know a lot about it. It's uh, 35,000 students here now. It's uh, I mean, right. That's huge. That's yeah. a huge campus. It, that's as big as any Big Ten school. Yeah, and it's just, there's just a lot going on. We got a lot of research going on. We got a lot of energy coming in here. It used to be known as a commuter school. Now we got over 5,000 beds on campus. And so it's just, there. it's a lot going on here and the, the future is really bright and it, it's, it's fun to be part of it. You know, we got a new basketball arena we opened up two years ago of 7,000 seats. And it's as nice arena as anybody has in the country. It's not the biggest, but we have everything we need to train our student athletes and, and um, the academic center and all the uh, things that you need to put around them to make them successful. So it, it's, a, it's a great campus. It's a great university, and uh, I'm lucky to be here. Jim, thank you so much for your time. All right, thanks, Adam. Adam Ritz is a media personality and keynote speaker, interviewing amazing people from coast to coast. Follow him on Twitter, at Adam Ritz, or listen to him now on The Adam Ritz Show. Well, Thanksgiving, right around the corner, and we'd like to promote uh, an event, a family fun and fitness event uh, happening in your area known as the Drumstick Dash, sometimes called the Turkey Trot, usually a 5K in almost every city, town, and burg in the United States. Uh, you can get up early on Thanksgiving morning and go run three miles. Uh, maybe, uh, maybe it's a 10-mile, but uh, usually it's a 5K, that's three miles. Go run, even if it's cold. They do this in the north, 10 degrees, snow. You bundle up, you get with your family, you go run a 5K. It's just a great way to start Thanksgiving. And uh, I had a chance to talk with uh, the Fort Myers Track Club about their turkey trot. We did it last year. I was in the Florida area, southwest Florida, and I uh, am guilty and admit that I uh, went down to 70 degree weather to run this turkey trot. I know uh, I probably get more bonus points if I did it uh, up in the north where the snow is or where it's cold, but uh, admittedly, warm weather is uh, more conducive for my lungs anyway, and uh, I had a chance to talk uh, last year at the Turkey Trot in Fort Myers with Tom Murphy, and I'd like to replay that conversation to not only promote the Turkey Trot in the southwest Florida area, but just to bring awareness to the drumstick dash or Turkey Trot that is in your town as well. 
We now uh, welcome our Fort Myers guest, Tom Murphy is with us. Hi, Tom. How are you? Hi, Adam. Nice to see you on this beautiful day today. It is a beautiful day. It is uh, turkey trot morning, and you are with the Fort Myers Track Club putting on this great event to benefit charity as well. We'll get to that in a second. Tell us about uh, what you do with the Fort Myers Track Club. I am past president uh, several years past. I specifically do the timing for the events and race director at three or four events for the club. Okay, so uh, Turkey Trot, is this the kind of event that the, the day after Thanksgiving you start planning for the very next Turkey Trot? Is this, does it take that much planning? i got to believe it does because this is just this, this is a, a great family tradition. It's a great way to start the day. There's tons of people out here for this event. It's, it's beautiful weather. It's southwest Florida, and it benefits charity. How much planning goes into this? Yeah, we'll... Uh... Me and my uh, other Fort Myers Track Club board members, we'll have breakfast this morning and we'll sit around the breakfast table and banter back and forth of what worked, what didn't work, what we need to improve. You know, this year the, the race numbers totally exceeded what we had expected, so there's definitely some improvement we need to do there in planning for, for even more people next year. And this is the... Th- 35th annual turkey yes. trot so if, if, if this is a great populace i mean a lot of people are here 35 years ago was it just you <laughs> 35 <laughs> years ago i wasn't here <laughs> i wasn't down here but 35 years ago right it was very small totally you know cape coral where we're at is very it was very small not not a lot of people here then Okay, so uh, the charity that this benefits, uh, this is uh, in conjunction with the Cape Coral Hospital. I'm going to guess it's for the Wellness Center, or, or who's benefiting from this? Well, no, it, it, Cape Coral Hospital is part of the Lee Memorial Health System, and we just completed a $100,000 pledge to the Cape Coral Hospital for the pediatric emergency room, and now we've entered into another $100,000 pledge from the proceeds from this event to Lee Memorial Hospital, the Galasano Children's Tower. So we kind of have this theme of, of supporting the kids uh medical needs here in our community six figure donation a couple of them because of uh the turkey trot and all the people that get involved correct yeah we give we we don't take we have zero paid employees nobody get makes a penny off of this it all goes back to the community we're all i'm a volunteer and yeah we all are what are some of the um stories you hear from families or friends that just love this event well, that it's a great time. So many families here. So many people come down to visit their 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 parents or other family members here in Southwest Florida, and it's a great time for everybody to get together and come out and have you know start their day off with a morning run or walk or tot trot. And there's three different, four different events: the one mile, the tot trot. So there's something for everybody in the family that they can do, whether they're runners or walkers or you know fast, slow. It doesn't matter. So it's a great way for them to come out and start their morning, and then you know they get to go home, and hopefully they're gonna. Uh, have some dinner and, and hopefully find the uh, lazy boy and, and yeah. watch some uh, football this it, afternoon. It's a great way to start 300 calories ahead. Exactly. Uh, I, I read recently that the average person intakes 7,000 calories on Thanksgiving. So today I'm only going to have 6,700 calories because I'm already 300 calories ahead from running the turkey trot. Tom Murphy's our guest with the Fort Myers Track Club. Uh, what else does the Fort Myers Track Club do throughout the year? Well, we have the Hooters Half Marathon coming up in March. Um, that one benefits. Also, we're doing a $100,000 pledge from there to the Galasanos Children's Hospital. Wow. Um, we have uh, River Roots and Ruts, a half marathon, a trail half marathon out in Caloosahatchee in January. Um, that benefits some of the uh, natural resource environment uh, people um, to uh, help 
the, with the water system out there. We have uh, about 26 different events a year that we that we take on. And for our listeners uh, from 99.3 ESPN Sports Radio in Fort Myers, if you want more information, it's fortmyerstrackclub.com. You are right, Adam. And we encourage uh, everybody listening coast to coast, if you have a 5K in your area, whether it's a holiday or not, usually proceeds do benefit charity. Get involved, get out, get healthy. Uh, your registration fee goes to cover uh, the cost of some uh, really great high-quality foundations in your area. So, Tom, we thank you for coming on board and uh, supporting uh, foundations and running. Are you a former runner, or what's I your what's run. your passion? No, I, I still run. I love to run. I ran a marathon in March up in North Carolina. So, I'll me and the wife are going to West Palm Beach, and we're going to go run uh, eight beautiful miles tomorrow morning around the uh, inlet and the harbor over there. What's uh, your best war story from running? A high school state champion? What do you got? Four-minute miler? What, what, give me something. No, nothing. I, I really didn't get into running until my 30s um, and, and, you know, just ran a bunch of road races and then wanted to start tackling marathons. So, you wow. know, I've run five marathons and, wow. uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's tough. But it's your good. hips? Your it. hips are okay? I'm okay. I'm good. <laughs> yeah, I'm good. <laughs> my feet are good. I'm good. <laughs> my thanks again to the Fort Myers Track Club for their hospitality and I just love the turkey trot not only in Fort Myers just uh, in general it's just a great tradition I do it with my kids best way to start the day look into it in your area google your town and turkey trot or possibly drumstick dash best way to start the day you're going to have 7,000 calories of gravy dressing and turkey and pumpkin pie you might as well start the day out with a quick run even if it's snowing or cold hello buffalo Get socially technical with The Adam Ritz Show. Facebook, Adam Ritz Show. Twitter, at Adam Ritz. It's social, technically. Time to check in with Nigel, a regular contributor with The Nigel Report. Hey, good morning. My name is Nigel. It is an honor to have our uh, next guest on the phone. Dr. Roger Landry wrote a book. It's it's a great book. Just got it in the mail, Doctor. Live Long, Die Short, A Guide to Authentic Health and Successful Aging. Um, we'll get to that, and we'll get to doctor. We'll get to all this. We're in the uh, you know the infectious disease season, flu, oh, yeah. Ebola. I'm sure you get a ton of questions about that. I do. Do you mind if we talk about your resume for a minute? You're a fully highly decorated colonel, former chief flight surgeon at the Air Force. I could you just talk about your time in the military for a minute and what it was like, well, what all sure. you experienced? Well, sure, Nigel. It's my pleasure to be on your show. Thank you for having me, and uh, it was a privilege and an honor to be in the Air Force. I went in for two years thinking I'd stayed two and stayed 23 because it was so <laughs> rewarding. I was, uh, I was, my job was to keep flyers uh, healthy and, fl- and performing at their best and from the Air Force's point of view to s- make sure they didn't crash. That was frowned upon in the Air Force. Right, yeah. <laughs> so, so I'm a preventive medicine physician and I was working with uh, people who were already pretty healthy, but the whole idea was to keep them healthy and perform at their best. I got to travel all over the world uh, in order to deal with flyers, you have to know what the world's like. So they uh, had me fly in all kinds of airplanes and deploy with them and fly with them and in all kinds of missions and all kinds of airplanes. And it was a hoot and it was an honor. Dr. Roger Landry is our guest. Doctor, let's let's talk a little bit about some of the things you've seen in the media lately concerning Ebola. Have you ever seen any type of media hysteria like this before? 
not in my memory, but certainly historically, when we study public health, I mean, polio was like this, Nigel. Uh, uh, pertussis, which is, dip, you know, diphtheria mm-hmm. and whooping cough and measles even. And these, th- these things kill people until we develop vaccines against them. Cholera is, uh, is a disease. It's not a virus, but it, this kills many people. Malaria kills hundreds of thousands of people every year. So this is going on. It's just in our country, we don't pay attention to it because with our vaccines, you know, we're, we're kind of immune. So it is kind of frightening, but I uh, have to agree with you that, uh, I mean, how can we call this an epidemic when in the United States only one person has died? Uh, we have uh, flu kills much, many, many, many more people every year exponentially than Ebola will in our country ever because we, we will be able to control this. And so uh, it's perspective, and we kind of lose it sometimes in the, in the heat of these uh, kind of dramatic things. And it's very dramatic in West Africa, there's no question. But that's, that's not going to happen in our country. Doctor, we go through this every year. Cold and flu season, what are some tips? I mean, what can I do personally to prevent getting the flu? Besides getting the flu shot, there's stuff I could do every day, my kids could do every day to avoid getting sick? Well, it's, uh, it's pretty simple, actually. It's a matter of reducing our uh, risk and increasing our resistance. As far as the risk, you know, this is the time of year when uh, the weather gets a little worse and we're, we're sort of together more. And these particular viruses are are all over the place. And, uh, you know, they just happen to come in the fall and winter. Uh, And so the important thing is to, you you can avoid any unnecessary uh, contact. You know, we're not going to be, you know, uh, hermits or anything, but any unnecessary. You know, our hands are the vehicles. Most of these uh, things are, are, we we get them on our hands and then they, they get into our bodies that way. And so our hands are really the major vehicle for this happening. It's rarely someone sneezes on you and you get it or coughs right on you and right. get it. Most of this comes from hands. So hand washing, we got to do a lot more than than what we normally do. Right? And we got to do it just a tad longer. I, I like to say I sing happy birthday to myself twice while I'm washing my hands. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. See, that's something I need to work <laughs> on then. I'm usually, I'm the kind of guy, I'm in and out under the faucet. I put the soap on, I'm that's, in and out. So you're singing, there you go. You're Wait, singing happy birthday happy a couple birthday. times to yourself. That's quite a bit longer than what I do. That is a little bit longer. But, you know, that that's, that's really the key you know we got to stay hydrated we got to get our sleep we got to and these these are things that uh on the other hand increase our resistance our immune system is the key here and our immune system is much much better when we are healthy we're getting sleep we're hydrated but the important thing is i think you know many most people who die are either have a sickness somewhat impaired or are over 65 and so I think it's critical that they get the flu shot because what the flu shot basically does is rev up your immune system. It, it starts to get it, uh, you know, all, all buffed up, so to speak. So when the virus does come, it can fight it. Young people should get it also to protect themselves who wants to be out of work and sick, but also because they come in contact with people who do, if they do get the flu, may die. And so this is sort of a, a responsibility we all have. It's called herd immunity. But again, who wants to be sick with the flu? And the flu shot does work. Now, I tell you what, the last time I got the flu, I didn't get a flu shot last year. Um, and, I, you know, I'm a big baby. I, I'm scared of needles and all that, doctor. Is it a myth 
that you get sick from the flu shot? I heard something like not from the shot, but maybe from the spray in your nostrils. Well, you're absolutely right, Nigel. First of all, we do not get the flu from the flu vaccine. You get the symptoms. You can't. You get the symptoms, right? Well, you can get mild, mild symptoms. That's your immune system getting all beefed up. You You may get a low-grade fever. You may get some aches. But that's your immune system, you know, getting, getting stronger. And the nasal one uh, is uh, one that can possibly give you the flu, but they don't give that to older adults and usually, uh, you know, adults at all. It's mostly just for kids. And so that is a myth. And so to use that to not, the reason to not get the shot, well, that's a rationalization. (laughs) That's (laughs) no longer true. (laughs) Right. Right. Okay. So, yes, get the flu shot, wash your hands. Simple as that. Dr. Roger Landry has been our guest. You've seen him on Fox News. I've seen him on BBC, ABC, CBS. You're all over. And uh, the the book is called Live Long, Die Short, A Guide to Authentic Health and Successful Aging. Doctor, such an honor to talk to you, Doctor. Thank you for your service in the military, and uh, I wish you the best. Nigel, thank thank you for spreading the good word. You're doing great work. Thank you. I'm Nigel. You can join me on Twitter, at Nigel Now. This has been the Nigel Report on The Adam Ritz Show. Fellowship, leadership, and philanthropy. Conversations and interviews from all over America. It's The Adam Ritz Show. Very good, very good. Thank you for having me, Twin Lakes. And we are here to award the Caught in the Act Award. Now, the coaches and uh, your athletic director, Ken Adams, have uh, pulled together their resources and they voted, they had nominees over the past couple of weeks, and we have a winner who was caught in the act. You were caught in the act doing uh, maybe a service project, community service, having a high character, helping a fellow uh, classmate or a fellow citizen. And the name that wins this award, the first ever, the first annual Twin Lakes Caught in the Act Award is Matt Bonnell. Come on down, Matt. That's it. Keep it going for Matt. Nice job. How's it going? All right. I don't feel small very often, Matt. That's, uh, what are you pushing there? 6'5"? Six, six, yeah, about 6'5". 280. 280? So, wide receiver, defensive back? Uh, linebacker. Linebacker, okay. <laughs> And well, let's learn about you. Are you a senior? No, I'm a junior. Junior. Yeah. All right. Usually, caught in the act award, you know, high character awards are won by the leader, like the seniors. So you're a leader at a young age. Yeah. <laughs> now, what does it mean to you to be uh, awarded for not push-ups or anything athletic or playing football? You're being awarded for your character. Oh, I just go out and. Just second nature, pretty much, to me. Well, it's good to know that people are noticing. So, Matt, want to wish you the best of luck. Thank you so much for for having high character and doing a great job being six foot five. All right, thank you. All right, let's have a round of applause for Matt Bonnell. The Adam Ritz Show is recorded live, both in studio and across the country. For information on this broadcast, including how to hear this show on a station in your city, visit adamritzshow.com.